Hey, good people. It's Jody, a fervor voice. I am back. It is Sunday, June 5th, 2022. Continuing the conversation of bully. This is part two. This episode is There Is No Bully. Let's get our work in, y'all. Let's go. Hey, good people. Let's get it started. There is no bully. There just isn't one. Uh, Today, I just want to continue. I I know you can hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my own voice. Just feeling lighter, just feeling better. Had to get that reset time. Uh, When I recorded on Friday, I listened to that. I could hear it in my voice. I could hear the heaviness in my voice. Yeah, it's lifted. I protected my space. I had to reset. I had to do what I needed to do. Um, Let's go ahead and continue on. So part two, again, there is no bully. So it's about protecting your mental space. Things just happen the way they're supposed to happen. We were literally out this morning and I heard a voice. My husband heard a voice. Maynard. And I didn't know whether they were calling for me or calling for him. I'm in the store or wherever I hear Miss Maynard. So I didn't know if they meant me or if they meant my husband. I didn't know who they meant, but when I turned around and I looked, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know who that is. And my husband recognized this person. So he was like, oh yeah, you know, you know, so we keep doing what we're doing. And um, not long after that, because we, we were at a restaurant. So not long after that, this person comes over and starts talking and my husband introduces me to this person and, you know, they talk and I, jump in and out of the conversation. It was just small talk, not a big deal. So I jump in and out of the conversation, make a comment here or there. And um, she says, oh, my condolences for your son, my condolences. Um, And I appreciated that. I I did appreciate that. and, And we both acknowledged. And this person then said, how, how is that going? Did, did they figure anything out? How is that going? And I gave direct eye contact and I said, they have them all. Yeah, they, you know, and her response was just like, what? They, what? They have them all. And yeah, that I thought would have ended it. I felt like that was a clear message. Let's go ahead and not go any further with this conversation. But this person kept asking questions, kept asking questions. And I thought that was strange because you're asking me questions about the investigation of my son's homicide. You're asking questions. I I could not believe it. And I... I'm looking at this person. I'm mm, talking just as wild as you look. I hmm. Then I said, Jody, yeah, control that mental space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect that mental space, rather. Okay. I'm just gonna look away, and I'm gonna let her see me looking away. I'm gonna let this person see me looking away because hopefully, you will catch that I'm no longer interested. I'm no longer interested in the conversation. And I looked away, still talking. 
This person's still going. Hmm. Okay. So in my mind, I said, yeah, I'm going I'm to give this one one minute. I'm going to give this one one minute before I step in and say, it was so nice talking to you. Enjoy your breakfast. If I have to do it, I'm going to do it. I don't want to. But somebody's pushing in on my space. I'm not going to get ugly. This is how you practice this thing. There's an art to it. I'm not going to get ugly with you, but I'm going to give you some time. I'm showing you that I don't want this. And then less than a minute, definitely. Oh, well, it was it, it was nice talking to you. I won't keep you. Have a good breakfast. Nice meeting. And that person left. I cannot tell you how important it is to protect your mental space because that could have gone left. That's sensitive. It's sensitive for me. I'm not going to speak for my husband, but that's sensitive for me. Because I don't need you, I don't need anyone coming in with that. It's not a topic that really, it's, it's really not a conversation piece for me. It's really not. I can have a conversation about it if I so choose. But if I so choose, I would think that it would be my choice. Then maybe you would give me the opportunity to start that type of conversation. That's just me. And again, your mental space and protecting it is so very important. And the way you go about it is important as well. But no one can read your mind. No one can read your mind. You have to be creative enough to convey that message without shutting everything down. And I think in some in in some way it may have shut me down because I I turned away and I just stopped I just stopped communicating. So that could have shut it down, sure, but that was what needed to happen to stop that conversation because I felt it was very personal. I felt it was very intrusive, and it only takes me to feel that way. I don't need anyone else to agree with that because it's my personal space. See what I mean? So that's. That's, yeah, that's what I'm leading with. May have been a bit of a rant. I'm sorry if it was a bit of a rant, but it it had to be said. So personal space, I don't care where it is and I don't care what you do for a living. Personal space is something that is impeded upon by the systems that are in place. The systems that are in place whether it's at work, whether it's at a public business, um, public place, restaurants, whatever. Those systems are in place to protect the system itself. It's not in place to protect you. You have to protect your own personal space. And there are things that you have to be aware of all the time. There are things that are just swimming around in your mind. And at the same time, you have to realize that there are things that you just have to do to make sure that you're protected. I started in education a little late, a little late, a lot late, I would say. 
But when I started, I started with the mindset that I wouldn't do what was done to me. There were lots of things that were done to me throughout my childhood years that I wanted to make sure that I didn't do to anyone else. I had a social studies teacher, Miss Viola. I will never, ever, never, ever forget this experience. She used to give out attention to people if she was upset about whatever it is they did or didn't do in class. So she would assign attention, or I'm sorry, assign detention. So the detention would last 20 minutes. I remember this like it was yesterday. Detention lasts 20 minutes. Okay. She had a guillotine in her room. If you get in the guillotine, your detention was only seven minutes. So to a kid, I'll take the seven minutes. And I remember a friend of mine had detention. This friend was like, no problem. I, I'm just getting in the guillotine for seven minutes. I'll, you know, that'll be over quick. School's over, day's over. Yeah, that seven minutes should have been up. It should have been up. I go to my locker again. I'm kind of hanging around. And I hear Miss Viola, my seven minutes is up. You know, just getting more and more agitated, Miss Viola. And I looked in, and I shouldn't have, because it, it, you know, that, that didn't have anything to do with me. But I just so happened to look in, just kind of peek. Because like I said, I was waiting. She had a smirk on her face that I'll never forget. It made her feel good to see this student in a guillotine. You know, your, your wrist and your neck, that's locked down. You're in a guillotine in such a compromising position. And she's looking. She's looking. Actually enjoying it. Mm. Mm-mm. When I think about that, and when I think about what people who are burned out, people that shouldn't be there, when I think about that, I think about her. Long story short, that next day, that guillotine was a pile of wood. He tore that damn thing up. He lifted that thing up off the floor and brought it down one time. It just, it didn't really waver. Picked it up again, dropped it down. It got a little wobbly. He came with that last burst of strength, shut that whole thing down. He shut that whole thing down. I could not, I, I, I could not believe it. I just heard the story of it because I'd already left after her smirking. And I didn't see it, but I heard the story the next day. And I saw the pile of wood in class. I was good with that. Because she shouldn't have been doing that anyway. That was abusive. She should not have been doing that. That was ridiculous. But fast forward. I'm 21, 22. And I worked for FedEx for a while. So um, I was delivering packages and I'm running around you know, in, the, in this area where there's suites and larger buildings. So I have to go in and out, you know, this suite number, that suite number, you know, and I'm having to go in and out. 
and I had had an arm load and I dropped one of them and I dropped one of them right in front of this person that was wearing a robe and I realized it was a judge you know I just reached down to you know and the judge reached down too stood up it's Miss Viola when I tell you I could not talk I could not talk because I reflected on the things that she was doing in class as an adult. I didn't think about that stuff when I was a kid because I, yeah, I was in seventh grade. I was doing silly stuff myself, so I didn't think about it. But as an adult, I thought about the things. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even speak to her. I didn't need to speak to her. She didn't deserve acknowledgement, in my opinion. She still doesn't. But when I look at her, when I, I still see her face, still traumatized by that woman, still. To this day, I think about that. She's a judge. No telling who she's locked up or why. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. But I can tell you that that kind of an effect on a person was exactly what I did not want to do. So if I'm speaking in generalities, just, you know, just saying teachers and not breaking down my definition of a teacher, educator, you know, employee, if I'm not breaking it down that way, and if I just say there are three types of teachers, as a teacher you'll never forget, as a teacher you forgot, and then there's that teacher you wish you could forget. I wish I could forget Ms. Viola. I wish I could. But I can't. I can't. Because of what she did, because of what she's done. Very much like the situation that I talked about the other day. These things are heavy. And these things don't go away quickly. But you still have to have a method to combat these things. You have to. As an adult, as a parent, as some type of an advocate, you still have to have a method to combat these things. These things that go on, that you see, that you know about. In essence, you have to be a part of the solution. Because if I can get on my podcast and if I can speak about something that I don't like, I need to speak about what that resolution can look like from me, not just what, whatever the school needs to do, whatever this member of administrate. No, no. What can I do? What can I do? And I and I keep thinking about and keep talking about different things that happen in the school, and it's 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 a negative outlook or it's it's a negative story. Please don't get caught up in just the negative stories because there are amazing there are amazing educators in schools there are but there are teachers who are just doing what they need to do and there are employees who you shouldn't even be here yeah the mix there's a mix of them in there the trick is turning those that are not there yet into the educator that's the trick so being a part 
of the solution, yeah, that's all of our jobs. That's all of us. So what can you do? What can I do? There are lots of things. But I do want to talk about her. I do want to mention this situation, another situation. This happened last week at school. There was a, a student and I, oh man, I'm just smiling thinking about this. So there, there's a student that was completely out of control. I don't know what happened. Things just went left, right? He's screaming, he's flailing, he, you know, everything. I could hear that there was just all this disruption going on. Open my office door. Here he is, all over the place. He's swinging everything. He had two educators, not employees, not teachers, educators that handled that situation. And then a third educator that came to handle that situation. When I tell you, and I'm naming them because I'm so proud of them. Proud of Miss Golson. I'm proud of Miss Broadnecks. I'm proud of Miss Murphy. Because that boy was out of sorts. And not one time was there a voice raised? Was there screaming? Was there berating? None of that. None of that. What you heard was baby, breathe. Baby, breathe. Breathe. That's what you heard. That's what they said. And and he was still struggling. He was. But that's the difference between an educator and somebody that's burned out or somebody that's got some other stuff going on. But these are people who know how to protect their mental space. These are people who know how to give love in situations that love may not be deserved in some people's opinion. In some people's opinion. But that understanding was already there. It's already there. That's the difference. And that's in every school. You're going to find some of those. But you're going to find some of those that are not operating like that. And the trick is to turn those that you have into those that I saw from last week. Not the other day, from last week. And you know the thing about it is, it's not necessarily experience. Not necessarily. Because Miss Broadnax, Tamaria Broadnax, she was my mentee. And what that means is, she had been teaching for three years or less. She's been educating for three years or less. There is no way I could have handled that situation the way she handled that situation with three years under my belt. Just wouldn't have happened. I know what I was. I know, I know how I would have felt had I been treated that way. And it wouldn't have been handled that way because I was pretty rough around the edges in the beginning. And I had the right one to smooth my edges. I had the right one, thankfully. But you're talking about someone that has been educating three years that handled that situation in a way 
that was professional, in a way that was caring, and in a way that was loving. Three, and I, I, I don't really know about uh, the, uh, the other two. I, I don't really know about the other two. I can say that one of them came from corrections. <laughs> I can say that. So there are some amazing educators in the building, but they can't do it all by themselves. They can't. Everyone is responsible for their own mental space. Everyone. That is all I need to drive home, is that we're all responsible for it. And I'm going to say it again. Thank you, Ms. Golson. Thank you, Ms. Broadnelson. Thank you, Ms. Murphy. And they're not the only ones. Those are the ones that I'm, it, it's, it's ringing in my head. I called them, mentioned their name because I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. I've never been more proud of three sisters under one roof. I don't, I, you know, having to do with education, I don't think. You know, I've never been so proud of those three, but there are so many more incredible ones. So many more. I think that for me, the most important thing that I can do, because this this whole thing with education for me, I'm just seeing something different at this point. I really and truly am. And I think that the direction of fervor, and I think that my direction needs to head in the direction of helping to flip some of these teachers, helping to flip as many teachers as I possibly can into educators. That's, that's my solution. That's, that's my resolve. That's, that's what I intend to offer. That's my goal now. I know that it was somewhat different before, but I think that now having dealt with what I dealt with, and seeing those two sides so clearly, I think that it's important that I start working on trying to flip some of those that are already in the throes of it. Try to prepare those that are coming out now. Because I'm not, I, I, I can't just complain about it and then walk away. That's not okay. That's not okay. But I am saying that that needs to be my work. That absolutely needs to be my work. Trying to flip these folks. Seeking those that are in the education program. Because when I went through the education program, and that was over 10 years ago, I don't know what's out there now. But I know we never had a section or a semester on that headspace on that protecting of the personal space and that's mental and physical we never had that that needs to happen and I'm here for it I'm here for it so this summer that's that's my work that's my work I'm heading to every school every every university I possibly can to try to make a difference try to get an understanding for these folks that are in the throes of it, for these folks that are about to walk into the fire for our future, for our kids. That's my commitment. That's what my intentions are. So I'm saying this to say that if you know of, if 
there is a school that you feel like I can support, reach out to me. Reach out to me by email. Reach out to me on my website. I have so many changes to do on that. And I have to do that when school is completely over. I just don't have the time yet. But that's the mission now. The mission has changed just a little bit because I'm coming to find you. (laughs) I'm coming to find you because I cannot watch. I can't. I have to support. It's what makes me feel good. And also consider, I talk about education often because that's my connection. That's who I am. But it doesn't matter what profession you're in. My husband and I sit down and we talk about my episodes after he listens to them. And he says the same thing. It's not just the school, Jody. It's not just, I mean, these are things that I can follow. These are things that really and truly do help me. And I agree. It's just that the education system is, it, it's near and dear. So that's, that's why I generally relate. That's why I generally give education samples or scenarios. I shouldn't say samples, scenarios. That's why my scenarios often have to do with education. But they don't have to. It does not matter. It's about protecting the headspace. It's about the practice of it. We can, we can work together. We can do this. So again, those that are out there that feel like, yes, she can support me. Yes, she can support my staff. She can support. Let me know. Reach out to me. Let's work something out. Let's work something out. Let's start working towards tearing down these walls because we have some fights ahead of us and we have to be ready. We have to be ready mentally. We have to be ready spiritually. We have to be ready fully. That's all I have for you. I thank you for listening. I thank you for taking the time I thank you for, wow, I'm looking back and seeing uh, the data on my podcast. And I I really haven't done any super launch on it, like at all. But there are people that are going back and listening to it multiple times over and over again. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful because that says that people are thinking about these things. And it also says that it's relatable content. And I appreciate you giving me a chance to talk to you and do my work with you. It is so rewarding and I I truly enjoy it. I'm grateful. Truly, truly grateful. So thank you for listening and tune in for the next episode, which would be, are we at episode nine? I think this is probably episode nine. So episode 10, I'll have to do something special. Let's, I don't know. Let's see what happens for episode 10. So thank you so much for listening, y'all. I've done my work for today. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, good people. I am back for the recap. All right. So in our recap today, I just want to say this has to do with the mental space protect it because you're responsible for it everything else has a system that protects its system 
your mental space is your system. You need to protect that. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to do it for you. Another point I'd like to make, be a part of the solution. Bring some resolve to the issues that we have. And it doesn't matter what career path. It, it really doesn't matter. Again, I tend to give scenarios that have to do with education. But it doesn't matter what career path you're on. It's still the same thing. It's still the same thing, right? Last point, I'm coming to seek out those folks that need that support. I'm coming to seek you out. That is my mission. This is going to be a fun summer. Ooh, I'll be reporting some stuff back to you. But yeah, this is going to be some fun, uh, some fun stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.